everybody, and welcome to Fortress Comic News, episode 63. I am your host, Chris. No Mike this week. Mike is out of town on very important business, and uh, but we trek on without him. So this week, I've got a great interview with the creator of Morgan's Organs, Daniel Brody. Uh, so that's going to be a majority of the show. We're going to cut to that. Real quick, some housekeeping. Uh, so we've got... Uh, free comic book day coming up. Free comic book day. If you are in upstate New York, in Victor, New York, we are going to be at Two Kings Comics doing great giveaways, talking to people. We're going to have posters for sale, all kinds of cool stuff. If you are not in our area and you are one of our either international listeners or just a U.S. listener it's far away or one of our many Canadian listeners, we love you too, uh, we are going to be attempting to do a live stream that day uh i've got it set up it should work it's our first live stream so bear with us on that one but i'm going to be doing a live stream where we're going to be giving away some digital comics as well so with all of that we're going to have an amazing free comic book day and i've got a lot of people to thank for that including our good friend travis holyfield uh the good people at wayward raven miles greb the amazing miles greb um, and I'm forgetting some as well, but we'll have all of that there for free comic book day. And I can't wait for that. Remember you watch this on YouTube, please, please, please subscribe to the channel. Give our videos a thumbs up, share with your friends and family. It makes us feel amazing. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast service, leave us a review. We need those reviews. They really help out with uh, getting the show to more ears and more people. That's just how iTunes and all of them work. And plus, it just makes me feel good to see that people are enjoying the show. And, you know, make sure you go check out ForgesComicNews.com and all the great stuff we got going on there. And uh, our affiliate link in the description below, uh, MyComicBookShop.com. You go there, use our link, you click on it, and it uh, helps us out on our end. And once again, it just makes us feel great. So we appreciate all of you, and we're really glad that we have you, and we cannot wait for Free Comic Book Day. We have some really cool stuff planned. We're going to talk to some cool people, and we will have a show out that week. If you're not able to watch the live stream, I'm going to edit together most of Free Comic Book Day into one ginormous podcast. And that's all I got for housekeeping. Uh, next week, we're going to be back with a regular show and a special guest. And with that, Mike will also be back. So we're going to talk about all the news coming out from DC, Marvel, and all the comic companies you love, as well as our thoughts on Jessica Jones and anything else that happens within the next week. I'm going to wait for Mike to get back because I want to talk to Mike about that. And you guys want to hear what Mike has to say and all that. So let's go on and welcome Daniel Brody to the show from Morgan's Organs. And thank you all for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This week, I have the creator, co-creator, actually, of a book self-imposed as the adult version of Disney's Inside Out. I have Daniel Brody of Morgan's Organs. Hi. Hello. So, we'll start off very simply. Morgan's Organs, what is it? So, just like you said, uh... I like to build it as inside out for grown-ups. Uh, 
take a look at this boy named Morgan. He's a university student. Uh, you know, he's a little bit awkward, a little bit shy, kind of like your typical sort of person, just uh, you know, growing up, figuring out life. But uh, he's a bit extraordinary because I guess inside of him, you realize he has all these characters living within him. I call them uh, organauts, uh, and they're mostly what uh, controls his, his daily life. Um, they're not actually organs. They're just supposed to be kind of the workers within the rooms that represent his organs. So that gives us a little bit of creative freedom because you can play with certain ideas of you know one character taking on the responsibilities of another organ operation. So you get to see some some funny moments in that sense. Um, and yeah, it's uh, you know it's just kind of like a slice of life comic, looking at pretty absurd situations that uh, seem normal on the outside, but when you see what's going on inside. No, that's when the, the humor ensues. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed. I mean, you you came out right, jumping right out of the gate in the first issue with the that something that every man has dealt with in his life, which is the old game between the brain and the penis. Not to get crude, but um, and the first issue, you really go into kind of a battle between those two. What? What was the inspiration behind that? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I can tell you, it took about three, three to four years to actually nail down that script for that first book. And even before that, it was. Uh, I originally wanted it to be a TV show, so when I first wrote it, it was more of a screenplay style. But I can tell you that, um, I guess that sort of idea for the first book was always just kind of like where I thought it would be a good starting point. You know, trying to be a bit shocking to kind of set up what I plan for the future, but also try not to get too racy and, and trying to segment, I guess my potential audience too soon. So, you know, I didn't want to do something fluffy and, you know, but, uh, I didn't want to do something that would be, I guess, too dramatic, too, you know, over the top either. So I thought that something that a lot of people can relate to, obviously sex and especially the, the battle between different ideas, different thoughts going on and, um, it was just just a good setup for a, for a conflict to show within within the body, something that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, that, I mean, both issues are a lot of fun, but that first issue in particular, um, I've gotten a few people to try it out, and they always come back with how great it was. Um, where so where did the you've got kind of a hierarchy here inside the body, and it's fairly simple and kind of obvious but it really works was that a plan to kind of have it be have the body flow kind of like a what's the word i'm looking for like a company or a, a warehouse or was there always meant to be like the brain kind of leading everybody in a certain direction or yeah i mean i guess part of the book i guess is somewhat like the office and that you know the lives of these organs is, is honestly pretty boring. Like if we take day to day look, like they're doing the same thing day in and day out. They're probably bored out of their minds. You know, if, if, if they truly do have, you know, human characteristics, they're, you know, fighting thoughts about, you know, like advancement, what's the meaning of all this? Why am I, what, what am I doing? So, you know, trying to really focus on, I guess, extraordinary situations to bring them out of, out of their shell and, um, yeah, it just makes sense that, you know, the brain is kind of the leader of that governing structure, but, you know, kind of a Michael Scott character in him, he's got all these flaws that make him, you know, not much of a, a great manager. He, 
he thinks that his ideas are, are the best ideas. He has trouble listening to the opinions of others. Mm-hmm. He also has a sense of pride and ego. So if ever he does screw something up, uh, you know, he'll do whatever he can to, to cover himself. And you see a bit of that in, in book two, you know, with, uh, you know, Morgan swallowing the die and indirectly, I guess you could say it's partly because of the brand, because it's his, his programming that led to Morgan panicking. So, you know, the rest of the book, he's trying to cover up that he had any sort of involvement in that happening. So you can see, you know, there's, there's moments where the organs are like, they do go along with his plan, but in the background, they're like, like, what is, what is he doing? He's an idiot. Like, so, so there's definitely like, there's a, there's a sense of false respect for him. And that definitely gives it some opportunity that, you know, at any moment, any of the organs could, uh, could overthrow him and, and put him into a state of, I guess, conflict because he realizes he's not a great leader as he really thinks he is. So, you know, those are some of the ideas I, I hope to explore in the future, seeing, you know, what a leader really looks like. You know, there's, they're, they're rarely well put together. There's self-doubt. There's, there's conflicts of interest. There's per- learning how to do something that you want versus what's best for your team. You know, eventually I see, you know, Brian kind of falling out of that role and having to pick himself back up. Yeah. So one one thing I really did enjoy about the both issues as well is something you don't see much today in comic books in general, which is that both issues are one and done stories that you could pick up and understand all by itself. Was that something you wanted to do from the get go? And is that something you're going to continue to do? Or do you see story arcs coming about as you build Morgan's organs into the future? Yeah. Um, I'd say probably partially because I guess I started as a TV show that um, I always kind of saw it as a, uh, I've heard the term before sitcomic. So yeah, standalone is like definitely something that I think really works well for this sort of series. And it's something I wish I see more of in comic books. It's, it's tough to really invest in, in a story when, you know, every book ends in a cliffhanger and uh, story arcs and all that. So I really just wanted to give something that, you know, you really could pick up any book in any order and figure out immediately what the concept is, what's going on, read it from start to finish and, you know, have a full contained story. Not to say that, you know, I'm not trying to build in, I guess, ideas that can live on in the future. You know, for example, in the book one, we meet, you know, another human that shares his sort of plight. And the book two, we see that there's a young Morgan. So, you know, there's definitely different ideas that I want to present and hopefully grow on in the future. But overall, I, I, I do, at this time, the stories I write are, are self-contained so that you can, you know, enjoy them in any order. And, and yeah, hopefully that, that really does encourage new readers because, you can start at book three, you can start at book one, and you'll still know what's going on. Awesome. And your your artist. Your artist really works with the story. I I think he's just a perfect fit for what you're doing with it. How did you two come to meet each other and start on this project? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Rob's incredible. This, this concept would not be anywhere where it is without his sort of art and, and the style he brings to it. I mean, the words are one thing, but, but the way that it bleeds on the page, it's just perfect. So, um, yeah, we met, I just, I found him online through, um, one of those, um, I guess sort of contractor sites. Um, he was like the, the first artist I saw instantly fell in love with his artwork and I uh, messaged him. And I still remember the first thing he said to me when, uh, when he agreed to come on, he said, you had me at vagina monster. 
you know, it's one of the ideas from the first book. So yeah, it's been it's been really good. Um, it's cool because we both live in Canada, even though we're you know really far apart. I'm in Toronto; he's out east on the coast. But um, about ten years ago, he used to live in the same city that I did, in uh, of about a hundred thousand people. So it's it's kind of cool that you know our, our lives have crossed in real life and in a weird way like that. Um, and yeah, it's it's nice to work with him. Um, you know, it's a lot of work, so definitely feels the pressure to. Uh, you know, as as the as the solo artist and, and vision on on the artwork, but uh, we did bring on Tyler Counting for the second book, and um, he brought a really great color style to the book, really um, building on I guess the colors that Rob set up in the first book, and, and continuing that through. So yeah, Tyler will be joining us, I, I believe, for the third book, and and yeah, it's um it's nice to continue to work with the, the same team and you know see the art grow over time. You can definitely see his his style growing. The panel layouts are getting more complex each book. Um, and I really like also that this is his first comic book too. So, you know, we're both kind of learning together how, how the entire process works. That's super impressive. That's both of your first project. Mm -hmm. So uh, you guys started this uh, crowdfunding and Kickstarter. I explain that whole process. How, how much fun was that when you first started it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it, honestly, um, Morgan's organs. It was it was something that I was pretty I was pretty private about back in the day when I was first writing it. Only only a couple friends knew about it. You know, I'd say part of me was a bit embarrassed about what I was doing because I thought you know maybe it is kind of stupid and it doesn't really have any merit. So um, you know when I when I just finally decided to make it as a comic book, you know that's when I became a bit more open about it. You know, I had actual art to show; it wasn't just words. So you know, definitely felt a bit more confidence. And then you know, Kickstarter just made sense as as the next avenue to kind of manage that risk of, you know, is this something people actually want or, you know, is this, you know, something that it's, it's too much of a stretch that, you know, I, I, sh I shouldn't pursue it. And so, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I didn't feel comfortable just releasing a full comic and going from there and Kickstarter is such a great platform for growing an audience that just made perfect sense to go that way. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of stories about Kickstarter over the year and how much fun those uh, campaigns can be. So, and it was quite quite daunting that that first push. Yes. So you are you're prepping issue three. Am I correct there? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, should we be expecting the Kickstarter anytime soon for that? Yeah, I'm not too sure what the plan is. I mean, uh, so first book one and book two, uh, the Kickstarter launched. Uh, February 2016 and then February 2017. So, you know, obviously I was hoping to launch February 2018, but um, this took took a bit longer for me to, to finalize. And um, and so I don't know exactly when the Kickstarter will launch. I don't know how much of the book I want to have done going into the project. Um, but yeah, the script is done. Rob's working on the cover right now. Hopefully it'll be final, I think, next week. So I can hopefully share something on that. But yeah, um, yeah, we're just... I'm trying to be a bit, trying to be patient and just you know let let the let the project happen on its own because because it's going to happen regardless and I know people are looking forward to it so I don't want to um, I don't want to you know wait too long between the Kickstarter and the book launch hopefully I can you know narrow that timeline so people are getting the book that much sooner. That's awesome. So it, with this new book, is uh, can you? Can you spoil anything as of what we're uh, what we should be looking forward to? 
Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I can tell you the inspiration for it is uh, Memento, if you've seen that movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a conversation between me and Rob, uh, and he, he brought up the idea of Memento, and, and so I got, I got kind of obsessed with it. I rewatched the movie, wrote all these notes, scrambled my mind to try to figure out how to make something work, and it was, it was not working at all. It was, it was, but eventually I figured it out, um, over the Christmas break, and, and I feel really good about the story. I like to think, you know, each story builds on the last one, and, and honestly, it's, it's probably my favorite script of the three. I think it's, the most interesting storytelling method. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited to, to bring it forth. Overall, I can tell you uh, it's about Morgan getting blackout drunk <laughs> and uh, basically centers around uh, both him and his body trying to pick, put together the pieces of uh, what really happened the night before. So uh, it'll be really interesting and I'm really excited to, to show it. That sounds like a lot of fun. It the book really like you always say inside out for uh, adults and i do get that i mean have you ever seen the movie osmosis jones yeah totally yeah yeah that's the vibe i really get from it when i uh when i read it first i i had to have thought that you at some point seen that movie and that's one that i i'd never get to talk to people about because every time i bring it up they're like wait what what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's great I, mean, I haven't seen it in a long time i should probably refresh but i would say um yeah totally osmosis jones has some influence um you know that sort of you know the bill murray character he's he's kind of a, a plain jane in the movie so you know i do get some criticism you know at times people say you know morgan like he needs more of a character but you know for me it's it's kind of purposeful i, I want him to be this sort of sponge that he just soaks up life and does what his friends tell him and makes mistakes because it really allows the inside to shine more and it makes our, our origins the star of the show. So, um, yeah, I mean, osmosis, uh, I played around with some of those ideas, like should the body be more of this megalopolis versus, you know, just rooms within the body. And, you know, we'll see, we'll see in the future as I introduce more characters, you know, are there blood cells that run around or is there, you know, what does tissue look like? What's muscle? So yeah, who knows? Who knows what sort of inspiration I can, I can draw from. That could be a lot of fun with trying to find the different parts and how to implement them. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's tricky, especially with, with, uh, I guess with the rules of the world and, you know, when yeah. I think that's one of the most challenging things when you first come up with a concept, it's trying to put together a great story, but also trying to define your, your rules so quickly, especially with a lot of fantasy and sci-fi sort of sort of stories out there. So, you know, each book, it's another challenge to remember like what rules did I set up already? Like what, 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 uh, what's possible. So it'll be interesting the more books I make, just, uh, just how far I can stretch it. Yeah. And, and some of my writing personally, I, I remember one book I started writing it. The first issue was the worst because I had to spend all that time building up the, the world and putting this kind of Bible to the side of like, this is what can happen in this world and then having to follow that. So I think that first issue took me forever and yeah. after that, it kind of flowed. But, uh, yeah, so I I hear you with the Morgan is kind of a plain Jane and kind of a boring character, but I like that idea because just, it, to me, it's not about as much Morgan and more about his organs <laughs> and uh, those characters as they're built in the, the book. I mean, who, who's your favorite character to write out of all those organs? 
I mean, Andy's definitely one of the best. It's just so much fun. Those those long drawn out monologues that use overly complex words and every time him just getting bashed by the team. He's definitely a lot of fun to write. Um, the uh, one of the characters we don't see much of is is Liv the Liver. He's usually sleeping too drunk. But uh, when I first wrote some of the earlier scripts, uh, he had a lot more dialogue in them, and, and he has this sort of pirate attitude. So uh, I find him a lot of fun because he's just so vulgar, and but he, he has that sort of uh, lingo to him. So hopefully we'll see more of him. But yeah, I mean, it's um, you know at this point I, I really feel like like I know each character's personality, and, and each one could could really you know bleed off the page for me. So. It's really fun to, to just switch between mindsets and thinking about how each character would react and yeah but um yeah andy's definitely a favorite okay so is there are there any other projects you're working on right now or are you solely focused on this and trying to get this to kind of hit the ground running yeah i mean i'd say this is like basically my my sole projects um you know i have ideas but i don't want to i don't want to make stuff just for the sake of making stuff i I want to. I want to stick to my guns, and I think I think this is probably my my strongest sort of avenue. So, you know, it's um, and I'm seeing good signs. You know, I'm uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing more local recognition. I got offered um a pro guest table at uh, the upcoming Toronto Comic Con. So, you know, it's nice to see that people are actually appreciating them. What's going on? So, yeah, I'm pretty focused on just continuing with Morgan's Organs and uh, you know extending the world. I got some cool stuff going on. I'm, I'm making brand pins for uh, for the show. Um, I have another guy who's actually making a, a Pepe figurine for myself that uh, hopefully will be one of the Kickstarter rewards. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, Morgan's Organs till the end. So Pepe, will you have the baseball cap? Are you gonna uh, do the I'll have the blur? The blur, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be in fine form with that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah uh i mean anything else i missed it, it seems like i mean it's really exciting a lot of cool stuff going on morgan's organs any upcoming stuff with that that i'm uh zoning out on right now no i mean at, at this point it's uh you know if you spoke to me probably three months ago i would have been quite a bit more unsure about book three you know it's um Scripts, it's a daunting step in the in the process and, and trying to put something together and put together a good story. You don't want to just put something out there. So it took me a while to figure out this one, um, especially trying to work with this sort of memento framework. But yeah, I'm really feeling good about it. I think it's been a really fun story, um, bringing in new characters, new themes, and this sort of mystery slash crime aspect to it. So hopefully I'll have some artwork to start sharing shortly. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, you know, just focusing on pushing book one and book two up to an audience. And if people want to find you outside of Toronto, Toronto Comic Con coming up, yeah, where would they uh, look for all that stuff? Yeah, I'd, I'd say go to my website, morgansorgans.com, uh, where you can pick up book one and two and print or digital. You can check out the page previews and... Um, you know, follow along and, and see updates as uh, book three comes along. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so thanks for being on. Uh, it was great talking to you, and I, I really look forward to getting Morgan's Organs issue three 
And uh, when that comes on Kickstarter, I know we'll be talking about it here on Forge Comic News. So awesome. Once again, thanks for being on. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll talk to you again in the future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thanks, man. Have a great one.